the name of the Lord this morning. We just magnify him. What a privilege for us to gather before his presence. You know, when you reflect on the personality of God and the preference and the reverence he has given us as mere mortals, is a thing of joy that you and I are able to just gather here just to worship him. And so for that reason, just bless the name of the Lord. You know, the book of Psalm 150, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord, celebrate him, acknowledge him, magnify his holy name, just appreciate him for who he is. He is a good father. He's a faithful friend. He's a covenant keeper, a remarkable savior. Father, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we bless you with joy and delight. We have come into your presence. You know, the song says that, you know, whenever I come into your presence, I am so happy. I'm so glad that Lord, oh God in heaven, what a joy and a delight to be in your presence this morning. Blessed be your holy name, oh God. Truly, you are a faithful God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Happy New Year 2022. By the word of god we believe is our year where we are experiencing the supernatural and for that reason our theme of the month is our month of manifestation and so for that reason we just want to say thank god for that um that word that he has given us reassuring us that our season of manifestation is here praise the lord hallelujah okay and so quickly we'll just go into the word of the lord this morning the word of the lord that is designed to build to edify to correct to instruct us such that we're able to be that which god has called us to be praise the lord okay and this morning i'm reading from the book of romans chapter 8 the book of Romans chapter 8, I'm reading Romans chapter 8, just four portions of scripture, Romans 8 from verses 26 to 30, Romans chapter 8 from verses 26 to 30. If you're there with me, we just read together and it says in the same way, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, it says, and in the same way, the spirit comes to us and helps in our weaknesses. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. It says, but the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time, at the right time, intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the spirit intercedes praise the lord the spirit intercedes before god on behalf of god's people in accordance with god's will very very key the spirit intercedes before god on behalf of god's people in accordance with god's will and the 28 it says and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us you know perhaps there is someone here and you're wondering is God really interested in me does he take delight in everything that affects my life and my livelihood 
I want to tell you that this scripture is speaking to you. That God is not just concerned, but he is deeply concerned. You know, the Bible said that we do not have a high priest who is not touched by our infirmities. Praise God. And I'll carry on. It says that what causes all things to work together, praise God, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Verse 29, it says, For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification. Praise the Lord. So that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored amongst many believers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, declared free of guilt. Hallelujah. Declared free of guilt of sin. And those whom he has justified, he has also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity. Praise God. Raising them to a heavenly dignity. What a remarkable testimony of what God has in store for you and I. Praise God. So as a matter of fact, for those who are writing, the title of my sermon this morning is Destiny Matters. Hallelujah. Destiny matters hallelujah i said again destiny matters your destiny matters my destiny matters before god hallelujah and i start off here you know as a way of conversation just saying that you know one of the most critical questions anyone can ask in the pursuit of their god-given destiny is who are you praise god who are you it's a very relevant question that if you are any individual who wants to make the best of destiny, anyone who is convinced that as a matter of fact, their life is supposed to count for something. At some point in time, you must ask yourself that question. Who am I? In other words, who am I? You're, and this who am I here, I'm talking about your essence. is not about your name. I'm talking about your essence, your makeup, what makes you tick, what, what, what rattles your cage. What are those things that are innate within you, resident in the core of your being, that is yearning for expression? Who are you? Praise God. It's not necessarily about gender or your tribe, or although cumulatively, all these things have an undertone as to who you are. But when I'm referring to who are you, I'm talking about the essence of your being. I say this because destiny starts with the subject of identity. Praise God. We cannot even start the conversation of destiny until we are able to establish the root, which is what? Your identity. Who are you? And I say this because it's important because your destiny is unique to you. As a matter of fact, I dare say that what? Your destiny is bespoke. In other words, it was uniquely crafted for you. There is no two Jeffreys on the earth. No, there is no two whoever it is watching me from home. Perhaps your name is James or John. Your name is Margaret or whoever. Your, there is nobody that replicates you. You are unique to being you. And so for that reason, you know, if that 
is anything to go by you should tell yourself that what i am special praise god i am special you know oftentimes the world would use the word or the word special to um identify those with disabilities but no that's not the essence of what i'm saying here i say you're special because in the design of god he has a unique role for you to play you know it's just like when someone is casting for a movie and there is certain things that he's looking for in the people who have come for auditioning and for that and based on that pool of individuals he selects his cast and i'm telling you that in god's movie called life there is a unique role that he has designed for you to play nobody can play that role but you Praise God. Nobody can fulfill that requirement but you. And so that is the reason why you exist. Praise the Lord. That is the unique reason why you exist. And I carry on to say that what when it comes to the discussion of destiny, there are dimensions to destiny. And as a matter of fact, destiny is of two dimensions. Praise God. Destiny is expressed in two dimensions. And I will explain my point. I said here that what when it comes to the aspect of destiny, the, the destiny, the first dimension of destiny is the overarching or collective destiny of the believer. What do I mean by that? I simply imply that when it comes to looking at our collective destiny in Christ, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined, praise God, to be conformed to the image of his son that might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1 verse 5 echoes the same thing. It says, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. In other words, the overarching destiny of the believer is to be conformed to the image of the Christ. Praise God. One of the reasons why Jesus came to die on the cross of Calvary for you and I is not just only to reconcile us back to God, but also to conform to his image. This is why the Bible says that what I am, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then in essence, when God sees Jesus or when he looks at me, for instance, all he's seen is Jesus because I have aligned my belief to the finished work of Christ. Praise God. I have chosen to subject my mindset, everything that pertains to my life, to align with that which Christ came to die for. And so for that reason, it's in him that I live, it's in him that I move, and it's in him that I have my being. However, my destiny does not end there. Praise God. Hallelujah. My destiny does not end there. The second dimension of destiny is what we're talking about today, is the uniqueness of the destiny of the believer. In other words, I like how Apostle Paul put it here, giving an analogy of the body. The body in this context being the body of Christ. And it says in the book of 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and has many members, praise God, as the body is one and has many members, it says, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, and so also is Christ. And I'll break it down. Now, my body, when you look at me, for those of us who don't know me or you're encountering me for the first time, my name is Jeffrey. 
And so when you are asking who is Jeffrey, this is Jeffrey speaking to you. However, Jeffrey has a unique destiny. In other words, the body of Christ, the body of Christ as a whole has an essence. Which one is to what? To spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ in every place so that every Tom, Dick and Harry, every man, woman is able to taste and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus. However, the hand, the ears, the nose, my foot, everything performs several functions praise the lord so for instance for my body to be able to function such that i'm able to carry out the things that god has had me to do my hand must be able to function well enough that when i pick up food to eat i should be able to put it to, to my mouth and then i eat then my digestive system carries out certain functions to ensure that my body is sustained and so you could actually say that what my hand my eyes my nose my ears all do all tie in all fit in are all interwoven into the collective purpose of my body praise the lord and the same thing is for the body of christ that in the body of christ the essence of the body is what is that what we conform to the image of christ however in the body there are different functions but those functions are running such that the entire body is to conform to the image of christ and you and i represent that part of the body praise god we represent that part of the body and so the quicker for example the hand is able to understand that the essence of the hand is to perform certain functions the better the body is able to be utilized praise god and so the better or the earlier you and i are able to understand the uniqueness of our destiny as it relates to the overarching destiny of the body of christ the better the body of christ is praise the lord okay and so here you begin to understand one of the greatest issues that we face as a human species is that there is an identity crisis praise god you know i said in my slides that unfortunately we live in a society where there is an identity crisis and what do i mean by this unfortunately men some men think they are destined to be women and so for that reason they pose themselves or going to the extent or even trying to change their gender some women on the other hand believe that they're supposed to be men that perhaps God made a mistake in their creation and so for that reason they choose to take steps into their own hands to ensure that they begin to function as women praise God and to make matters even worse social media as is giving us or is projecting various um, ideologies or stereotypes that box us as individuals to conform to certain expectations praise god and so you realize that people are wondering am i supposed to be this am i supposed to be that a classical example is the male gender you know for example you know based on society society will tell you oh a man is not supposed to um uh, for instance men are supposed to be strong and not supposed to cry or have emotions but yet when this man is dealing with internal issues that they feel like combusting you're wondering but what am i supposed to do society expects me to do this my family expects me to do this and yet i'm conflicting within 
what am I supposed to do? And so you realize that so long as this identity crisis exists, you understand that destiny fulfillment remains impinged. Praise God. But you ask yourself, why are these crisis existed or why is this crisis existing and the answer is simple just like a train on a track the essence of this crisis is to derail destinies praise god is to derail destinies and nothing more and i said here that you know what someone made a statement and said that if you don't know who you are praise god if you don't know who you are the devil knows who you are and will take advantage of your ignorance Praise God. He can do nothing to destroy your destiny, but he will do everything to make sure that we don't re realize its potency. And so for as a matter of fact, in conclusion is that what? The devil cannot change your destiny. Praise God. I say it again. The devil has no power on the earth to do what? Change your destiny. I say this because your destiny is determined by God. When God was creating you from the beginning or from the foundations of the earth, Satan's opinion was never asked for. Praise God. In other words, when God was creating you as an individual, God never sought the opinion of the devil. The Bible says, Genesis 1 verse 26, it says, let us, the us in that, in this context, was making reference to the tripartite Godhead. Praise God. And so the us there never included the devil. And so for that reason, the devil cannot change your destiny. But all he desires to do is to do what? To get you off track. Because as much as your destiny has been determined by God, so long as you get off track, you will not get to your destiny. Praise God. I say it again. So long as you are off track, you would never get to your destination. Praise God. Because there is a destination predetermined by God that you and I must get to. Hallelujah. And so that brings to the next question. Then where are you? Where are you? This is a very powerful question. Where are you? You know, when you read the Bible, look of Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3 from verses 8 to 9. The Bible tells us that, you know, God came down in the cool of the day. I'll read it here. It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God, among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? You realize this, right? Whenever, I, perhaps, you know, I just feel the need to say this to somebody. Perhaps you're one of those people who is confused or you're asking the question, you know, Lord, is this all there is to my life? You see, when God wants to save somebody, right? The very first question God will ask you is what? Where are you? And I will explain. So, for instance, you get lost or your car, for, for those who are driving, your car, you're driving somewhere in the middle of the night and your car breaks down and you give me a ring and say, oh, Jeffrey, I need help. My car broke down. The next question I will ask you is what? Where are you? I'm asking where are you because I can only help you if I'm able to know the exact location where you are.
are. And so God is asking you today, where are you in the course of destiny? Praise God. I say this because except you are able to know where you are, there is no solution that can happen because I will end up driving in circles looking for you, but I can't find you. And so God asked Adam and Eve, now, mind you, God is omniscient. He knows everything. Nothing is hidden from his sight. But he asked that question for a reason because he wanted Adam and Eve to establish where they were. Praise God. And so God asked them, where are you? And I'm asking you that question. Where are you in the fulfillment of your destiny? And I say this because this question is key is because the dictionary tells us that what? Destiny is what happens in the future the things that someone or something will experience in the future praise god destiny is something that happens in the future and it says that what it could also be something that someone will experience in the future but i said here that what for destiny to be relevant there must be a destination Praise God. For destiny to be relevant, there must be a destination. And I will say why. I say this because heaven, heaven is the destiny or the destination of anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Destiny, heaven is the destination that belongs to anyone who what is in Christ Jesus. However, what we do here on earth, what we do here on earth is what destiny is all about because this is the pathway through which you and I are able to reflect the glory of God. You see, people would not come to the knowledge of Jesus until you walk in destiny. I say it again, people or this dark world would not come in contact with Jesus until you what until you walk in destiny this is the reason why the devil wants to derail many people because as a result of them derailing jesus cannot be magnified praise god and so when the bible is saying that in those days gross darkness will cover the earth and thick darkness the people but he said what the lord the glory of the lord will arise upon you it says rise and shine for your light is come praise the lord is because as a result of my light and your light shining people would get to know jesus praise and so you see how important your destiny is to god that if you consider yourself to be a torch until you walk in destiny your torch cannot be be lit and if your touch is not lit how would people see light because it's in your light it's in the light of christ that people will be able to see the light praise the lord the bible said that what for it is in his light that we see light because just like us we are candles okay and by reason of contacting with jesus our candles are lit and the bible says what let your light so shine that as a result of your shining men would come to know jesus praise god and so destiny is a matter of urgency praise god this is why you and i must take this aspect of manifestation very very critical it's a non-negotiable it's highly important in the design of god hallelujah and so you realize that in the course of determining where you are 
a divine intersection must take place praise god a divine intersection must take place you know dr tony evans said that a divine intersection is when time and situations in your life where your gifts your skills your passion experience and personality merge together into either the revealing of or carrying out of your destiny so in other words as a matter of fact for those of us who are here this morning consider this to be your divine intersection because a divine intersection starts the moment you come in contact with what god created you to do praise god and the essence of this sermon is to awaken you you know paul was telling timothy he said stir up those gifts that were in you when hands were laid upon you there are certain things potentials giftings that are resident within you that as a result of this manifestation jesus is made known through you praise god and so you realize that this divine intersection is not a function of age Praise God is not a function of age. I say this because there could be some people in their 50s, in 60s, 70s, even 20s, 30s, listening to me and you're wondering, is it too late? Praise God, no. You see, this is why it is important to understand that your destiny is relevant to your generation. Praise God. Your destiny is relevant to your generation. I say this because there are certain people that I personally, as young as I am, I might not be able to reach. But there are certain people in their 50s and 60s, as a result of listening to this message, are able to be relevant to the people in their generation. The whole idea behind this is that what? Jesus be made known. This is why Paul will say that whether they preach Christ out of selfish ambition or whether they are inspired by God, all I care about is that what? Christ be preached. Christ be preached. That is the essence of you coming to service this morning. That is the reason why you are listening to me, whether you are driving in your car or in your office or wherever you are. A divine intersection is taking place. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, we begin to look at what are then the things that matter in destiny? What are the key things that matter in destiny? Uh, I'll be able to share this. Then we'll carry on the part two of this sermon from next week. Praise the Lord. Number one, I said that what your destiny is unlimited in scope. Praise God. Your destiny is unlimited in scope. The Bible clearly tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, it says the path of a just man, the path of a just man is as of a shining light, praise God, that what shineth more and more unto a more perfect day. In other words, if I'm going to transcribe that word past i will say the destiny the destiny of the righteous the destiny of anyone that is in christ is like a shining light it shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day hallelujah and so for instance your destiny can only stop when you choose to stop god is willing to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper with you after all the bible says in the book of ephesians 3 verse 20 ephesians 3 verse 20 many people confess that scripture but they confess it halfway 
that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that can ever ask, think, or imagine, and they stop. But no, praise the Lord. The Bible carries on saying that what? According to the power at work in you. And so for that reason, you determine when you choose to close the tap, God stops. God is a gentleman. When the Holy Ghost is willing to open up greater dimensions to you and you are the limiting factor, then you realize that God would keep his cool until you choose to what? Open up your tap again. And so to settle it in your mind, what? Your destiny is unlimited in scope. That takes to the second point. Your destiny precedes you. I say that because your destiny did not just come up now. In other words, you didn't just wake up and say, oh, you know what? This is what God would have me do, except it's by divine revelation. God already designed something for you to do before you were born. The book of Jeremiah giving the example in Jeremiah's life because whatever God does for one, God applies to all. The Bible said that what? God is rich to everyone that calls upon him, that before him there is neither Jew nor Gentile. Same Lord is rich to everyone who calls upon him, upon his name. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, you see that your destiny precedes you. Look at what the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Romans chapter 8, 28 and 29. It tells us that what? That he also predestined us to be conformed. The subject of predestination is so important. It's so important because the devil is busy making suggestions to people. I want to say to you from the bottom of my heart, you matter in the presence of God. God determined what you would be, what you would do. And so your mistakes, your mistakes have no influence on what God has created you to do. Praise God. There is a path already channeled for you to take god determined that even before you were born and so that seems to my next point your past mistakes does not terminate your destiny i say this because we live in a society where people is almost like we have a cancel culture that as a result of your mistakes people identify you by your mistakes and not your calling Praise God. We live in a society where people are willing to identify you by your shortcomings and not what God created you to do. But all I'm telling you is this. You may have made a mistake. You may have walked in error in the past. But as a result of this divine intersection, I'm telling you that your destiny, because it was already determined before time, your mistakes cannot terminate your destiny. This is why Paul was saying in Romans 8 verse 1, he says, therefore there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set me free from guilt and condemnation. Hallelujah. One of the things that the devil is good at is reminding us of our mistakes, but remind him of who you are in Christ. This is why I say that until the identity crisis is solved, destiny remains at stake. At stake in the sense that it's not that it changes, but it's yet to be fulfilled. Praise God. The devil is busy reminding people of their flaws, of their shortcomings, but this is the reason why Jesus died. 
that so long as you are able to walk in the consciousness of what Christ has done for you, I tell you, my brother and my sister, there is nothing that the devil can do. Your mistakes does not terminate your destiny. I can over overemphasize this over and over again because there is someone here as a result of your mistakes as a result of your shortcomings you're wondering but god can you hear my prayer again but god can you hear my prayer again jesus said therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you may what obtain mercy mercy the mercy of god there is no thing that the mercy of god cannot cover there is no mistake no error that the blood cannot wash away the bible said that if the blood of bulls and cows were used and of sin how much more will the blood of this lamb cleanse us and purge our conscience from dead works hallelujah praise the lord number four is that what you are chosen you are chosen by God. You were chosen by God. You know, I play football sometimes. And you see, one of the things about being chosen is that if you understand the peculiarity of you being chosen, you would walk with your head with your head held up high. And so in football, it's supposed to be five aside. And all of a sudden, 20 people show up, but only 10 people can play. And so for that reason, they choose a team captain. And the tip captain now selects four other people that will join his team. Guess what? Jesus is our team captain. Jesus is our team captain. And for that reason, he chose us. John 15 verse 16 tells us that what? You did not choose me. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear more fruit. Praise the Lord, and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. Praise the Lord, you are chosen. You are chosen. There are many other people. This is why I say it again. If you understand the concept of being chosen, there were many people, but God chose you. God chose you. For those of us who are watching online, you can even say it. Say it to yourself. You can type in the comment section or whatever. Say, I am chosen. I am chosen because that is powerful. Nobody can take me off God's list. Praise God. So for the fact that I made mistakes in the past and you choose to remind me of my mistakes does not delete my name from God's list. God chose me. Hallelujah. That's a powerful revelation that no matter what you think of me, for those of us who are battling with self-esteem as a result of people's opinions of you on account of your mistakes in the past, I want to tell you that because they condemn you, cannot delete your name from God's chosen list. In other words, when God is choosing, or when God chose people to be blessed this year, their opinions did not matter. God put your name on that list. The Bible said that what? The day we gave our lives to Christ, our names were written in the book. Praise God. That written in the book is a proof that we are chosen. Jesus said that what many are called, but what a few are chosen. I'm privileged to be one of those few. I am chosen. You cannot talk me out of it. You cannot talk me out of it. I'm, I know in my innermost knowings that what I'm chosen. Praise God. 
the next point is that what you're manifesting in destiny will benefit your generation. Praise God. Will benefit your... I believe I touched on this earlier on. There are categories of people that no matter how eloquent I speak, no matter how well I dress, they cannot hear me. It's not because I'm bad. It's not because I can't speak well. It's just because I'm not sent to them. Praise God. You see, the Bible says one powerful thing. It said that there were many widows in Zarephath, but none of them were sent to except the widow of Zarephath. In other words, there are certain people that you are sent to. There are certain people that until you open your mouth to speak, they will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is why I say that when it comes to destiny, destiny is not age specific. Praise God. It goes beyond your age. So long as you, the day you come to understand this revelation, that is the day yours has started. Praise God. And so don't let anybody talk you out. Oh, you came to Christ too late. Or you came to Christ too early. So enjoy life. Absolutely not. In the presence of God, both young and old, He desires everyone to be saved. Hallelujah. And so your manifesting in destiny will benefit your generation. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 tells us that what? As each one has received a gift, praise God, as each one has received a gift, it says minister it to one another. Praise God. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God has given you a grace to a certain people. So for that reason, you must be a good a good steward by ensuring that what? You do what? You what? Minister it to one another. Praise God. Your gift is peculiar to you. Your destiny is bespoke, is uniquely designed to your being. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The next one is that what? Your destiny cannot be mismanaged. Hallelujah. Your destiny cannot be mismanaged. It cannot be mismanaged. That's why it's the only person who can help you fulfill destiny is God. Can you imagine that God called you to do something and he did not? give you the wherewithal to accomplish what he sent you. That will be irresponsible. It's almost like you have been hired as a carpenter to work in a carpentry shop and you were not given nails and hammer and saws. How do they expect you to accomplish what you were hired for? Praise God. And so for that reason, if God has a destiny for you, God has what it takes to fulfill that destiny. And so all you need to do is to what? Trust him. Praise God. The Bible says, Proverbs 3 verse 6, it says that what? In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. God will not mismanage your destiny. Praise God. God cannot mismanage your destiny. And, and the last point here, I said that what destiny is to be discovered. Praise God. Your destiny is to be discovered. It is not what for you to 
a finger in the edge of your destiny is to be discovered the bible says in proverbs 25 verse 2 it says that it is the glory of god to conceal a matter but it says the honor of kings is to search it out in other words there is a glorification waiting for you at the discovery of your destiny remember the bible says in romans 8 it said that for those whom he has predestined he has also justified and to them who he has justified he has also what called into a heavenly state which is glorification and so for that reason at the discovery of your destiny there is glory there is beauty there is fulfillment there is delight why because you are walking in the past in the will of him who created you hallelujah you are walking in the path of him who created you and so for the sake of summary you know you now begin to look at the five d's of destiny I'm not going to discuss this for today, that's for the next week. That what there is the details of destiny, there is the decisions in destiny, there is a determination in destiny, there is diligence in destiny, and there are detractors. Hallelujah. But all these things will be looking in detail next week, Sunday. And so to create that expectation in your heart, because God is set to do a remarkable thing in your life in this year, 2022. Praise God. And so I end with this saying, that what destiny is not reserved for a few chosen ones hallelujah each man has a destiny recognizing it and fulfilling it are the purpose of a man's life praise god recognizing your destiny and fulfilling it is what the purpose of a man's life that is the essence of why you were created God is eager to manifest his sons and his daughters so much so that your generation, the world, the earnest creation are able to see and come to the brightness of this light so that they can come to know Jesus. But the reality of it is this, like I said earlier on, you must first of all ask yourself that question, where are you? Where are you? For those who are yet to give their life to Christ, this is my question to you. Where are you? Are you in Christ or are you outside Christ? Because it is in this knowing that we can be able to either retrace our steps or determine if we are on course or not. Hallelujah. It's at the discovery of where we are or determining where we are that will determine whether I've lost track or I'm still on track praise God and so for that reason if you're yet to give your life to Jesus why don't you just bow your head with me I pray that the Lord would minister and the Holy Spirit will convict your heart because God is desiring to make a beauty out of you he's desiring to turn your mess into a message that's why I say that no, no matter what your mistakes cannot stop God's destiny for you praise the Lord let's just bow our heads as we pray gracious father in heaven we just want to say thank you we bless you oh god in heaven for your word that has come this morning your word that has come to inspire us your word that has come to charge us up to bring us into the reality of what christ died for us therefore lord i pray for those who are here who desire to give their lives to christ even as they confess with me as they say lord jesus come into my life today forgive me of my sins Cleanse me with your blood, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior, and grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation. In Jesus' 
mighty and matchless name we have prayed father lord i pray for every hearer under my voice this afternoon that lord you will not only bless them but lord you will reveal your glory through them and that your name be glorified O god in heaven in jesus mighty name we have prayed if you have been blessed please i indulge you there is a tagline at the bottom of your screen for email just send us an email our desire is to provide resources that would help you to fulfill your destiny jesus is waiting for you hallelujah god bless you and enjoy the rest of the service amen